This is Artful Thought. My name's Darcy, and I've always loved pondering out loud with others on various topics. On this podcast, myself and guests strive to illuminate our interconnecting perspectives in the arts, academia, and other media through open-ended conversations with a focus on education, culture, and social justice. So you want to talk about astrology. I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. We can just let it come up organically. The, one of my classmates is a like really into divination and she reads tarot cards. Like she almost brought tarot cards every day to class um, or every class. We didn't have that's That's really interesting because the only reason I got into astrology was because of tarot cards. Okay. And this isn't, this is okay. And I don't want to get too deep into being biased about religious beliefs or different stuff like that, because I think astrology and other forms of divination, it's more of just like, it's angle is not to like defy it's indifferent. It seems to religion because she's like pretty, I don't know if she's devoutly Catholic, but she has been open about being Catholic and she's like into all of these different pagany things. And then there's so many atheists. I know that you're atheist and there's so many different people besides like uneducated Christians, I think, who think that it's a bunch of like devil worship and crap. And it's, yeah, it's, it's never as like exciting as you think it is. As they, they make it out to be. It's not, I mean, it's totally not what they think it is, but it's also totally, like, not offensive in any way. What is it? Because I, every time somebody explains it to me, I think the first time astrology, I'm going to be honest, I've always, not that it was, like, complete garbage, but it's also, like, some people do make it, like, a John Edwards type of angle of making a profit off of people, but that's, like, sure. That's like but anything. No, yeah, that's like anything. And it's not, it has nothing to do with like psychic ability or any sort of anything like supernatural or anything. It just strictly has to do, it uses the language of planets and stars and, and not stars necessarily, planets and signs and whatnot to talk about human life. So it, it doesn't like require any sort of belief other that it corresponds to what's going on in your earthly affairs as it does in the sky. There's no, they're not saying that like it causes it, not like the planets cause you to do things, but they're saying there's a correlation. And when you look into it, it's crazy because the closer you look, the more you find out that it, it, it makes sense. And so most people get into it because they try to like disprove it. And they're like, wait a minute, something's here. It's crazy. And I think that's the misconception is that people think it's, a way of predicting stuff whenever it's really just saying the season it's like uh, it, it measures like the it measures the quality of time they say astronomy measures the quantity and the distance and how far and astrology is this is what this time is like and so quality the, okay yes, yes. over quantity because people i've known who've gone to who signed up for astronomy class were very bummed out because they thought it was supposed to be astrology and like reading each other's zodiac signs and horoscopes. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but that's interesting because it's really like weather. It's yeah, we, 100%. See, we see that weather is the way it is because it it's based 
primarily on seasonal stuff, like the date you were born, here's what was happening here with the sun and the planets and celestial stuff. Right, right, right. Okay. When did you first get into it? And was it, or do you know what, when was like the first time you're like, Hey, this is actually kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I've always been kind of into weird stuff. And like I said, I was doing, I taught myself tarot and it was, I did it for like a year. I did it every day and it was like spot on. And I would do readings for people. I think probably we've done one. Um, I don't think so. So backstory, Ryan and I first met in St. Louis while working at a chess club. I didn't know this actually. I don't think maybe I've just maybe this was after you quit. Maybe this is after you were gone. But but yeah. Regardless, eventually it it was like, hey, it said look into astrology, and then that's been about two and a half years now that I've been kind of really into it on a daily basis and studying it and going to classes and wow you go to classes (laughs) yes it's me and all women (laughs) like (laughs) online classes or like group no like real life in person okay and this is in st louis yes 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 wow i didn't realize you were that into it that was one of my questions because i mean i always knew you were into (laughs) different things weird right right. not even just weird stuff but like just you know like anybody who's kind of liberally artsy fartsy and works at the st louis uh scholastic center and chess club of st louis we changed our name Uh, just the st louis chess club now oh that is easier to say it much easier to say a lot of syllables like russians will walk in and somebody else who doesn't speak english will walk in and they'll start up a game and communicate through the chess the chess pieces which is nifty yeah and you know what's funny is that that never gets old too like that kind of quality about chess that it, that it transcends language and any sort of cultural boundaries or whatnot and then two people can just play chess that still holds like that that feeling <laughs> that never goes away yeah have you had that have you played anybody you didn't know like you didn't speak the same language mainly with kids um, we see that, like, you know, there's, you know, random people that come in all the time that are, you know, from different cultures and different countries and whatnot that will sit down and play. But it really, the, the the cool part of that happens when it's, you know, a seven-year-old girl from China who comes over and just completely kicks my butt and I <laughs> let her win. Those kind of chess experiences are great. That... <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely steer clear. I, I always just assume defeat before even trying in that, in that place. Cause I just knew. Well, so at a certain point, I'm like, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. I would rather just observe, um, and just know cultural stuff about it. Yes, 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 yes. Have you had experiences with a Ouija board? I've never actually done that. I've done it like twice. And that was in, I'm not from St. Louis. I'm from, Springfield, Missouri, which is way more white Southern Baptist population. And my parents were like the very few sliver of that population who were hippies. And we, they were the ones who got a Ouija board for me and my brother. (laughs) Whenever we were like probably 10 or really young, like maybe middle school, but I think it was younger. Yeah. And I think that it was one of those things I wanted to believe it was things were happening 
Um, I can't tell how much of it was psychological or if, you know, real. Yeah, it's hard, but I've always wanted to see a ghost. I want to see one. I feel like that would, that would, as scary as it might be, would prove to me that there's something exists, but I've, I've never experienced that myself, (laughs) but I've always wanted to. Whenever people tell their really vivid stories about seeing a ghost or having a premonition and it's really hard for me to believe them. I believe that they believe that, but it's hard for me because I haven't experienced that. So I'm less, I'm a little skeptical, not be, just because of the lack of, of experience. Well, right. And that kind of like, you know, I, I can, I believe that what you're saying is true as people who have seen them, but until I see it, I won't believe you. Which is the same thing with, you know, astrology and the tarot is that until you really kind of like delve into it yourself and either get an hour long astrology reading or learn past the beyond the you know sun sign horoscope things you see in newspapers magazines or whatnot once you get into that yourself and dig into it it, it you don't need external validation that it's real or that you yeah. believe it. you you just do <laughs> like interpretation or like the older you get the more you will you learn like you have to seek out empathizing with stuff i guess and to understand it than to just know your preconception of it and take it as um take it as like whatever the textbook you know like right. the, the quickest thing you can look up on wikipedia which i'm guilty of of just mm-hmm. I, that's kind of what i did was crash course astrology and zodiac stuff yeah, I mean, that's what it, 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 it's one of those things where, which I like, that you can't just find a simple answer on the internet, which is, you know, hard to do at this time. But it, it's nice that it, it requires an extensive study. It requires extensive knowledge and, like, dedication mm-hmm. and, and hard work that it's not something you can easily just, you know, Google the first result that comes by that says it's hogwash. Kind of like uh, Buddhism or Taoism, where it seems really simple, but it takes like a lot of patience. It's like cultivation and letting something sit and and absorb it instead of just cramming the like moat memorization of like what the definition is. Like chess, where chess is really easy to learn. There's only mm-hmm. a few things you got to learn how to do, but it's a, it takes a lifetime to get good at, if at all you ever get good. <laughs> yeah. There's a plateau point where you it's kind of like exercise only that's more very simplistically like visual like if you just keep on exercising the same areas you're never going to improve those areas of knowledge or just your understanding of it and it's just way more heady because it's all in your head it's invisible it's not tangible i mean a chessboard is but all of the notations and all of the concepts of what, what strategies are what, that takes a lot of just talking and studying. and Yeah, and you know what else they don't talk about a lot, especially in chess, is how well your, your visualization has to be for that. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to, in your head, visualize a chessboard and then what's going to happen 10 moves down the road with 10 different possibilities streaming off. And I think that that's one of the things that good chess players just kind of intuitively assume that everyone has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not something you have. You have to work on it. You have to exercise and 
you know, some people have it and some people don't, but people, I think, forget about how important that visualization is. That's like a John Nash. That's like a, have you seen A Beautiful Mind? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's just a lot of formula, formulas and pre-meditation and in astrology and chess, they're not, well, chess is math basically, but I mean, it kind of relates to astrology. Astrology is a pseudoscience, which is like not, there's nothing very, I mean, it's can have factual stuff. I mean, the factual stuff is the sense of like, time and my favorite my favorite planets. joke to make when i get things wrong in astrology is that i say well hey it's not an exact science <laughs> yeah <laughs> when, so what is uh like have you had anything go completely wrong where you like, <laughs> have you gone through phases where you're like i don't know if i should like have you like lost your faith in it no like, and that's the thing is like there is it's very concrete it's very it's very evidence-based. It's not something you have to like believe in. So I don't even think saying, hey, do you believe in astrology makes sense. I say, do you know about astrology? Mm-hmm. It's not something that, in a simplistic way, it's like you, it's like a psychology, except it uses the verbiage of planets and signs and houses and transits to talk about how people act, how people behave, what they're probably going to behave like in the future. So it's, it's not some sort of mystical new age, giant leap of faith type thing. It's very mundane. Yeah. It's not like Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen (laughs) (laughs) or Cleo. Uh, God, God rest her soul. She's been dead, I think for a few years now. And that's another crappy thing about, uh, divination culture is that there's stuff like that like nothing against cleo but i don't know much about her maybe she was terrible but i'm not gonna maybe she wasn't that. who knows who knows <laughs> right but she was just trying to make a buck in in like a very uh i don't know kitschy like hacky way though like in a sure, way sure but doesn't really represent the authenticity of i don't like how people get all get self-righteous about other people oh, who will make their money all of a sudden like what, what do you do yeah <laughs> you know? yeah that's it's kind of like a astrology is sort of like a practice more than it is yes it's like a, a therapy it's like a counseling it's like a life coach type practice where you sit and you talk about it and people do it to help people they're not doing it nobody's getting rich those are the most rich astrologers they're doing it because they want to genuinely help people and they think this is one way to do it Yeah. And I think that we're at the age, the age in like an era of time and millennials our age. I think, are you a millennial? I don't know. No, I'm definitely not, but I feel like one. You just missed it. I I just missed it. But astrology is huge among among millennials now. It's like making this giant comeback and it has been for about 10 years now. And it's kind of re, there's a resurgence in it. It's, it's clickbait in a good way, in a therapeutic way, as you said, I think. And like, it's, people are really, really bored. I think that at this era in time, we're really bored and we have passions that we just don't know how to make them do anything. And we just talk a lot on the internet and. uh, Yeah. And I think that people are just generally like the old kind of structures have all fallen down and people don't really know what to hold on to or what to believe. And, 
-hmm. it's nice to have this sort of map, whether, you know, you agree with it or not. Here's one map of how to live Mm -hmm. and it helps people and, you know, it can lead to good things. People need that right now. Yeah. Even if it's, even if they thought before it was like ridiculous, sometimes it'll work. Like it's kind of like trying out medicine where my mom, whenever my brother and I, we had tons of warts growing up and she would try a ton of different things that the doctor prescribed. But then one day, like she was just sick of her kids just being warty, little gross thing. <laughs> right. So she was at the store and she was like, got this feeling about um, trying out something that was for genital wart cream for like a, for STDs or for <laughs> right. like for her, for herpes basically. And she's like, I mean, I bet that's powerful stuff, you know, like that'll probably do something. It's worth a shot. You know, you've got nothing to lose just trying an alternate uh, medicine or different, whatever therapy you would right. categorize astrology whenever people are looking for something to direct them. Clearly like if someone, you know, right. I, I push it on people and I ask everybody at work, like when they were born and I tell them what's going to happen in a week. And I definitely like push it on them, but at a certain point, sprinkle some crystals on them. <laughs> exactly. You're <laughs> welcome. Uh, here's a weird thing. And that has, I can, you know, shit point to is that, Every time there's been an eclipse, whether it's a solar or a lunar, people have quit or gotten fired. Whoa. Right. Who? Well, 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 I won't talk oh, about that. But like, yeah. But, Nobody would know who we're talking about. Right, either. right. But, but isn't, you know, I mean, and that's been that's, going on now for almost five years that I've been at the club. Yeah. That's similar. That's basically a more gender neutral version of and like more expansive than uh girls you know syncing up uh on their (laughs) it's more just that's an apt comparison yeah i mean it's true like i don't know how to explain it but it is very true because i am a girl and i have lived that those experiences well Um, so speaking of you you should have there was a, a recent there was a lunar eclipse i'm sorry solar partial solar eclipse on January 5th that I won't give you the details, but it should have, it it affected it. Something in your life is significantly changing. Yeah. Because I'm a cancer. Well, no, it's complicated, but because you have a planet in the degree that's hitting the moon or whatnot. It might be something in six months that you look back to right now, this, this time period. Huh. And like, yes, that's when something changed, or that's when I started seeing something a different way. Is so wait, so if it's not based on my 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 zodiac sign, like what well, you're, is you're, that? So you have every person has every planet and every sign in their chart. Mm-hmm. So when you what you think of as your zodiac sign is really just your sun sign. So oh. you have a sun sign, a moon sign, a Mercury sign, a Venus sign, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. All the way up. And so, what differentiates those? Like just the angle at well, like the it's like a snapshot of when you were born is how what was going on in the sky. So where yeah. the moon was, where the sun was in the way we measure the sky. Wow. So when the eclipse happened, your sun sign, which is cancer, mm-hmm. and your Mercury and your 
Saturn and your Neptune are all in the signs, the same sign that the moon was in and the sun when the eclipse happened. So generally when it hits that at the same degree, things go out of your life or things drastically change. Wow. There was a bunch of people got, um, several people broke up during this eclipse that I knew. There was a couple deaths. Like there was very, something very like final. Like in a morose way? Not necessarily. It could be a good way. You could have gotten out of a bad relationship. You could have gotten out of bad debt. The turn of something profound. Correct. Correct. Something that, that when you, if you don't know it, it's not a concrete thing that you can see. And this is kind of a cop-out, obviously, I know. But when you look <laughs> back at this, yeah. you'll point to this time period and you'll think, yes, this is when it happened. January you know, Right, Jen, yeah. Give or take a week in either direction. Yeah. It's I, not that, the exact time. That is <laughs> nice. I, you know, now that you're saying that, and not just that you're saying that, it's, it's complicated. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I'll, and I journal every single day. I think that's another thing that... It's so necessary to make practices, practices out of uh, whatever, like whether it's astrology or what have you, just like writing, sticking to something and seeing the patterns over time. Because on one yes, particular yes, yes, day, on one particular day, it seems really mundane and you don't want to do it. But every day that you do it, whenever you look back, you start to see, oh, there's something there. Even though I thought it was nothing, it was, you know, there's something going on. And that's so you- something... That's a really good, a really good um, way to learn astrology is to journal. If you're journaling every day, mm-hmm. keep track every day what sign your moon is in. Okay. Because that mm-hmm. changes every two to three days. It moves the fastest. And you do that for a couple of months and you will start to see patterns along those lines. Oh. Like, oh, I can tell that my moon was in Scorpio because blah, 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 blah. I can tell that my moon was in Aries because... I was ready to initiate things and start things and, and you'll notice the patterns. So what is your sign and what do you like, what's going on with you according to like your, your horoscope stuff? So I'm an Aquarius sun and a Leo rising and an Aries moon. And the rising sign is the sign that was right at the horizon. Like the minute you were born. So that is the, that's how you, it's like when you put yourself out into the world and you meet people for the first time, that's your kind of role that you play is that sign. And then your sun sign is kind of who you are and what your, your ultimate life will be. But, but your original rising sign is kind of how you first meet people. So, so you are a cancer rising. So that means that's like your first impression whenever people meet you. Your... You give off the, the, the traits and characteristics of cancer. Okay. So... But... And what is yours? Like, what does that mean? How do you interpret... Uh, Leos are... Um, they they want to be the center of attention. They're like the lion. They want to... <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. That's, that's basically... That's, exactly. That's like you. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, a lot of, like, top singers and actors are Leos. They call it like casting a birth chart or a natal chart, and and yeah. it looks like a wheel. And so, in around that wheel are all the signs, and in those in that wheel are where the planets were. But and then they're divided like pie pieces into houses, and the houses represent areas of life. So, 
if you have a planet in a certain house, the planet is like Mars. That's your drive, your energy, your will that operates specifically for you in a certain area of life, depending on what house it's in, which is also why the, you know, the kind of the pop astrology, the daily horoscopes don't make sense because every person has 10 planets and 12 different signs, which is a, in 12 different houses that the combinations are, you know, almost endless in the sense that that's why everybody's so different. I'm going to tell you about what, what's going on in the skies for the month and then how it affects people, how it should affect people in different, different signs and whatnot. It's like the mood of people like, like right now we're in Capricorn, the sun's in Capricorn. So generally this is when people want to start to like get organized and yeah. to get, you know, concrete steps and practical things. And it, it's, it's interesting because it coincides with the new year, which is when people like their new year's resolutions, but the, the calendar we go by is just completely, there's no logic to it uh, inside from. Yeah. It's just there the as so, a placeholder. Right. But it's interesting that it kind of corresponds. And then we move into, Aquarius, which is much more eccentric and oddly rule-based. And then we get into Aries, uh, or Pisces, sorry, and that's very distinct in the Aries season. And it's it, you see how people's moods and energy levels and where they're focused on changes. Every two to three days, the moon changes at signs and house. Okay, so look for the moon's signs and its house every two to three days. So and- right now... Your the moon is in for you. Gryffindor. The moon is in Taurus. <laughs> your tenth house. You're very work oriented, and I don't mean necessarily job, but like you're like organizing, doing the doing the like the the grunt work of work. Yeah, like preparing, outlining stuff. Yes, yes, yes. That's very, very true. Practical things. Yeah, and then the moon will move into Gemini, which is much more intellectual and much more quizzical and much more internally you're going to like start to think about things and process things. And then it goes into Cancer and that's when you push it back out. You know, it gets kind of... It's like like pooping kind of. It's kind of like you eat and then you digest something and then you cleanse yourself of it and then... You kind of, the cycle. definitely like a cycle like that, but it's it's a little more nuanced. But pooping's not nuanced. I mean. Right.